I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Business Boost podcast. Now, I have supported many talented service providers over the last six years. Many of them are known as leaders or go-to women in their fields and the industries that they come from are vast, stretching from creative fields, uh, stylists, photographers, designers, to health professionals, dietitians, speech therapists, midwives, to other professional service providers such as lawyers, financial planners, HR consultants, um, lots of other coaches and management consultants. And one common struggle among most of these women is around productizing their expertise. So it's one thing as a service provider to deliver brilliant service in a one-on-one way, but it's a whole different beast developing out an expert framework and building a product offering off the back of that. Now, it's absolutely not for everyone, but those who choose to do it, it is absolutely a brilliant way of positioning yourself as an industry expert or a thought leader. And today, I'm going to introduce you to one of my clients who has done just this while we've been working together. So Sharon Darmody is an organizational consultant and mediator, and she specializes in workplace health and well-being. She's got more than 25 years experience, and in this time, she has seen what's worked and what hasn't worked in our workplaces, and she is using her voice to offer up a new work order because right now, as I'm sure many of you are aware, work is not working and it hasn't really been for a while. So she has created her magic framework um, and this framework is what she uses to empower teams and individuals to create their own roadmap out of this broken way of working and make it work again. So Sharon, besides doing this incredible work, is also a mum, a wife, and the owner of a busy, thriving business. And she has been the most perfect woman to support because she does the work. She is one of these people that asks me loads and loads of questions. She extracts every morsel of information from me during our sessions. And I think what I love so much is that she's not just an information gatherer, but she puts that information into action. And when she came to start working with me almost 12 months ago, she had a goal that she'd already committed to, and that was to publish a book in 2023. And that is exactly what's happening. It has been an absolute privilege to support Sharon. And I really enjoyed talking to her 
today because not only does she share her journey with you around how she created her framework and built out her personal brand, she also talked about writing her book. But I think what was really great is that she also shared some of her expertise and thought leadership with us, giving us really important insights into how we can thrive in our own workplaces. Sharon also has an incredible book recommendation for us uh, towards the end of our chat. It's a book that when she mentioned it, I went straight out and bought it and I am partway through and I'm absolutely loving it. So make sure you stick around um, until the end to hear that book recommendation. I will also mention that if you are listening to this and thinking that you would like to work one-on-one with me, just like Sharon has, please get in touch. There's still plenty of time this year to get traction in your business and make an impact. And if you need some support to get you to the end of the year and set you up beautifully for next year, I am the woman to help you. If you are interested, get in touch. You can email me directly at michelle at michellebroadbent.com.au or you can just fill in the contact page on my website, which is michellebroadbent.com.au. But I do still have some capacity for one-on-one work before the end of 2022. So if you are thinking about it, get in touch because I would love to support you. So let's get stuck into my chat with Sharon Darmody. Sharon, thank you so much for joining me today on your business boost. Oh, I'm lovely to be here, Michelle. Oh, now I am really, really excited to talk to you about your magic framework because many service providers struggle to productize their expertise. I think they're very used to giving it in a consultative, you know, one-on-one, hands-on kind of way, but it's not always easy to create like a framework that they want to be known for and then build a whole product offering off the back of that, which is what you've been doing while we've been working together. So I would love for you to share with our listeners how this came to be. What was the catalyst for the decision and then how did you go about bringing it to life? Like most things, it's sort of, it's a series of events, series of, of small things that happen. Firstly, it was like when I was working with people, I often found that it was sometimes the small things that we did or the small suggestions, maybe not the things that I necessarily thought would make the big difference. You'd come back in a month and people would be, oh, this made a big difference. And I was a bit surprised by just how sometimes just making lots of small changes can make a really big difference in our lives. But then in terms of the framework, it was actually a client who said to me, she said, why don't you write all these things down? She said, you know, they're fantastic. And literally I just started writing them down. And in doing that, um, I kind of, because I quite like uh, patterns and things like that, I was putting them into different categories. And I literally looked at it and went, oh, no, it's magic, which is which kind of, yeah, I'm quite a serious person. So at the time I was like, you're kidding me, the framework is magic. Yeah. Um, but but it worked. As I say, it was just all the different exercises that I've been doing with people for 20 years. Um, and then it kind of made sense, though, to it being magic because, you know, I think, you know, we're living in very complex times at the moment. And when we are in 
a complex time in our lives or I like to say like the temperature's up, we don't need something that's complex and hard to remember. We need something that's easy to access and simple. Um, I also think because of the times we're living in, sometimes, you know, just to have something a little bit light, <laughs> you know, and then it also just made sense in terms of magic because if when a magician pulls a rabbit out of a hat, it doesn't just happen. Uh, it's been very deliberate. There's been lots of practice. Um, and I think that's, there's, you, you can sort of translate that to workplaces. You do have to make really deliberate decisions. Um, and it is about, you know, practicing things and, um, as I say, it just doesn't happen. That's uh, right. So I thought, I thought that worked too. Yeah. I like that you just when you just said, "Oh, I'm quite a just say I'm quite a serious person." Like I, I mean, like I think the work that you do is very serious, but I don't, I don't look at you and go, "Oh, Sharon, she's a really serious person." I mean, if the listeners could actually see what you're wearing today, your fabulous bright pink shirt, like your personality shines through, and I absolutely like to me, it's obvious, like the, the magic in you. But I love that. And like so many things, it takes other people to see that in us. And then it's like, oh, I think you're onto something there. And off you've taken it. So do you want to just talk to the listeners a little bit about the actual framework? Because I think the work that you do is so, so important, um, particularly in a pandemic impacted world. And while all of the, you know, the, the listeners, most of them are, are small and micro businesses, I think that there is so much value in that magic framework that can help people, you know, no matter what's going on in their lives. So um, can you explain what magic stands for and then how we can implement it into our own lives? Sure. Well, it came about really just thinking that, you know, when people sort of got to me, it felt that work wasn't working. And it was like, we need to make a change. But what I felt people were doing were they were making lots of changes, lots of scattergun, quick changes without really identifying what it was about work that wasn't working. And so it might be, you know, the great resignation even where they leave their job and they really just jump from the frying pan into the fire because they haven't actually identified what it was that needed changing. So I guess that's what the framework does. It really identifies what area you need to work on and then um, um, provide you with a number of exercises about things you can do from an individual perspective or if you're a team leader or a manager from a work perspective to kind of make those changes with with each module of magic so magic stands for meaning authenticity ground rules i um, and curiosity um, and so i think with meaning uh, the m i think we're all pretty used to that with you know, simon sinek with let's start with why um, but i think it's even more important in these pandemic times because, you know, we've got so little certainty and we know from the neuroscience that our brains crave certainty. And so if we can really identify what's important to us, then we feel like we're tethered to something. And I think we all need that because mm -hmm. there's been so much uncertainty. And I think we, we are good at, more, we're better at doing that individually. But I think sometimes in workplaces, we don't do it. So people might be working at one little piece of the puzzle and they never get the chance to see the big piece of the puzzle, but it's about including people in that this is why we're doing that. So people aren't just feeling, oh, I'm doing this little thing, but they can't see the bigger picture. And I think that's really important in terms of workplaces and yeah. meaning. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then authenticity. 
I think authenticity is really important. And I do a lot of work with that with people in that authenticity, just figuring out who we are. Um, we're moving at such a cracking pace that often we don't know like what the line in the sand is for us, what it is that's really important to us. And I think that once you really identify that, you can a lot of you can make a lot of decisions based on that understanding, and that can help work to work again. Um, and as I said, though, I think it's just that cracking pace um, that we're living in, and also like a lot of ideas of this is what should be important, but it actually might not be the thing that actually is important to us. But it's about slowing down, yeah, um, and figuring out that what that is for us, yeah. Um, and then the third module of magic is ground rules. Again, I think this one is particularly important in these pandemic times with so much uncertainty because ground rules are those routines, rhythms, rituals that we can go, oh, I know this because, you know, there's so many things are uncertain, but, oh, I recognise this. And, again, because our brains crave certainty, when we get that bit of certainty of, like, I know this, then our brains feel a little bit more relaxed. I describe it to people when we're kids and we stand in the middle of a seesaw yep. and we're standing and we're wobbling up and down and that's exciting. But as an adult, if we're standing in the middle of that seesaw and it's wobbling up and down, it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, and so our ground rules are the blocks you put under each side, your professional ground rules under one side and your personal ground rules under the other, and that makes us feel stable and yeah. secure. Mm. Um and again, I think we're all desperately craving is that certainty and the security, aren't we? Yeah. And it's just and again, it's small changes we can make. So I think, again, personally, we're pretty savvy these days with that or a little bit more savvy. And we mm. know that these things drop off. Yeah. But I think in workplaces, sometimes we can be a bit more haphazard. Like what are our routines? What are our rhythms? Yeah. Like, you know, what do we do around meetings? How do we manage conflict? How do we manage communication? How would you know important things? Like you can't answer those easily. Then I'd say that you don't have those routines that can be um, reassuring for people and then they don't have to sweat the small stuff. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then the fourth module is I, um, and that's really about looking at the person behind the position. Um, and, again, I think this is a really one that is important to me because I think at the moment we are in the middle of this loneliness epidemic. You know, at any one time, one in four Australians are saying they feel lonely. Um, in the UK, we have they have a minister for loneliness. Like, where are we that that's where we're at? Um, we know from the statistics that still 61% of people roughly are, are interacting with workplaces, so even if it is virtually. So yeah. I think this is kind of low-hanging fruit in terms of addressing this. We've got opportunities to say, well, who is that person and how we can help people to connect. And, and when we do that, we help people's overall health and well-being. So if you want a healthy workplace, yeah, this is, as I said, sort of low-hanging fruit because we do better in a tribe. Yes. Know that ultimately, yeah. But we can get a bit siloed off. Um, and the last one is curiosity. And, again, for me, I, I do a, I'm a workplace mediator as well and so I do a lot in the conflict space and I see where communication goes wrong. And I think it can be just that asking some questions. You know, we assume a lot of things. And if we just ask a few more questions, it's pretty simple, just get that better understanding. I also think with curiosity, it can take us out of that amygdala hijack where we're reacting. Yep. It's just that 
a second to ask a question, get a little bit more information and then maybe respond. Mm. Um, and I think that is just a nugget of gold, really. I think, again, the statistics show us that 50% of a manager's time is spent managing conflict. Yeah. So imagine if you can get that back. You could actually do your work. You yes. Could, and, and if you're getting on, you could be a little innovative or creative. And Yeah. So, um, so, so that's it in, in that's a nutshell. And you know what I love, Sharon? I actually love that, that C is curiosity because it could have been communication like that you know that that sort of you know if you sort of follow the the bouncy ball but but I love that it's it's curious because I think that it, it just it, it's the asking it's that it's that digging deeper getting to know like getting under the skin of people the situation that's brilliant that and and authenticity as well are probably my my two, <laughs> two favorites in that one so um I want to come back to something that you touched on about the loneliness, um, which is the other pandemic, epidemic, whatever you want to call it. I think mm. I just think it's it's such a, as you said, as as um, humans, we are, we work better in a tribe for, you know, when we're striving towards a common goal or purpose. But a lot of the people who are listening to this podcast are solopreneurs. They work, um, they may work alone, um, you know, they may work from home. Um, so they are susceptible to those those issues that come with that around loneliness, um, tech addiction, even work addiction, really, because you know, it's like, well, you know, that 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 home work line gets blurred constantly as business owners, I think. Um, and you know, all the other threats to well-being that um, you know, we could talk for days about. Um, so what would some of your uh, suggestions or tips around this be in terms of managing that, in terms of like practical um, actions that we could take as business owners to really combat those feelings of loneliness? Mm. Look, I also probably if we step back, take a step back, I think sometimes when we think of loneliness, um, it's not necessarily the people that you think are lonely. Um, so I know people that I you know, work with who are in crowds of people with teams yeah. every single day, mm -hmm. but because they maybe can't, don't feel they can be themselves with them, don't feel they can be their authentic They're self. authentic, yeah. Uh -huh. um, then they're feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really an important factor because sometimes it isn't the person that maybe first comes to mind. Um, so I think it really does come back to that authenticity and really understanding what's important for you um, because what's important for you Michelle will be different than what's yeah. important to me that's but true I think if you can really go look into your values and go well what are they and then how would I practice those in my life then I think you're going to get a better idea of how you can and also it's very difficult to connect with others if we're not ourselves yeah you know um, if we're trying to be someone who we're not yeah. then it's very hard to connect in um, so I think I think it, it it all starts with authenticity. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people struggle with I think because you know in terms of authenticity, it's like they have their their work disguise on. You know, it's like the the cloak and dagger sort of um, yeah. This is work. This is work me, and mm -hmm. and then over here is is the me that my family and loved ones get to see, and it's that 
misalignment, I think, is where the problems start, right? Yeah, and often when I do a values exercise with people, they'll say, is it my work values or my home values? It's like, oh, you know, you're the one person. Let's not split you in two. Mm -hmm. And certainly in my framework and and I have a book coming out next year, I talk a lot about exercises you can do in the workplace that help everyone to have a voice. Yeah. And a voice, you know, because when, you know, I hope what we're all sort of working towards is a psychologically safe workplace where people feel that they can use their voice without fear of retribution. Mm. But I'm no Pollyanna and I've been doing this for 20 years, so I know that that is not every workplace yeah. for sure. Mm. But as I said, I want to look at how we can slowly make a change in this space because, you know, I think it is possible. I think also maybe COVID and the pandemic has provided enough disruption that hopefully we can look at the new at workplaces with new eyes and, and make some changes um, and chip away at some of the problems that were absolutely there well before the pandemic. I sort yeah. of think it's, you know, the mental health epidemic, the tech epidemic, as I say, the loneliness epidemic. They were all making work not work. Um, and I think that's something, as I said, that perhaps we can we can look at now. Yeah. Uh, but it's allowing people, going back to what you said, allowing people to have a voice and making sure that people feel heard and and that is welcomed at your workplace. Yeah. And and they're enabling them to be their authentic self. their workplace and that's you know when people are I just I mean I see when people do step into who they truly are the the value that they bring into all areas of their life it is something it's just it's beautiful it's it's really wonderful and it also I think it it, you know coming back to what you were talking about like the great resignation and all of that sort of thing it's like you know when people step into their authentic self and really go after what it is that is truly aligned with their values and and that 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 type of work is it's life-changing it is absolutely life-changing and I know that you know you you get to see the the results of, of this work as well you know like it's just it's it's so important and um i love that you're you know you're having these conversations in workplaces where people you know they don't know what they don't know right and i think that's the thing it's you know what does um maya angelou say like you know when we know better we do better we can do better so that's all part of this really important work that you're doing so not all of our um listeners have offices or teams but those who do the conversations that i am having with them is that struggle to um build up their their team culture um and you know i mean not saying that you have to have everyone back in the office to do that but there is that they are struggling to a to get people into the office and b to just yeah build up that team culture when everyone is a little bit more fragmented and I, I like I can see both sides here. Like when I have the conversations, I can see it from the business owner's point of view. But then again, I can also see it from the employee's point of view, where they you know they've got this newfound ability to you know work in alignment with their you know their chronotype and all of that kind of thing. And I would love to hear what you would say to business owners who are really struggling with this right now. I think this one really comes down to a bit of curiosity, you know. Ah, yes. <laughs> in that I, I, because I sort of have the same conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of assumptions being made about why people are not wanting to come back. 
And again, I'm no Pollyanna. I understand sometimes never the two shall meet. Yes. <laughs> but I think in a lot of instances, there's a lack of understanding. And I think actually if you ask some more questions and really understand why people um, maybe are hesitant to come back or, or there's, a, there's a problem in terms of negotiating the next phase, whatever that might be, yeah. I think you'll be, I know you'll be absolutely surprised mm. that there'll be things that the person will um, say to you that you'll go, I, I didn't think of that. Because you're yes. not you're not living their life, mm-hmm. you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's about saying, well, what's happening from your perspective, you know, yeah. rather than assuming you know. Mm. You don't. Our lives are very different. We come with very different, you know, family histories, life histories, and while we think we might know someone, mm. some, you know, as I said, it can be really surprising. And I see that all the time in mediations, where someone will go, "I never knew you thought that." you know, and it'd be someone who's worked with someone for 15 years. Yeah. Um, so I think as I going back to curiosity and really getting a really good understanding of why people, why, what the barrier is. Yeah, that's such great advice, Sharon, that really good advice. So, yes, we all need to just, we need to be more curious because, yeah, we don't know. We haven't walked in that person's shoes even. And, you know, I, I think too, I mean, there's there's a lot of memes that go around um, about like your workmates and how you know everything about them supposedly, you know, you know what they eat for lunch every day, you know, you know, the ins and outs of their lives, overhearing phone calls and all of that sort of thing. But like, do you actually truly know them really? And um, most of the time we don't. So um, today, like none of us who are alive at the moment have been through a pandemic before. No. So if we're going to solve the issues that that have arisen as a result of that, I think we have got to be curious. Like the old solutions aren't going to work. No. Oh, my gosh. Innovative and creative. Yeah. I could not agree more. It's time to get out of the out of the 80s and 90s and and, and into this century for sure. So um so just I guess we we're, we're, we're going to steer away from that you know incredible advice that you are giving us now to talk about your book. You touched on it earlier. Um, you have your book coming out um, in 2023. And look, there is that saying that everyone has a book in them. So I would love to hear what your process has been to get all of that wisdom, all of those, I imagine, hundreds and hundreds of conversations that you have had over your career, getting it all out of your head and into words. Um, what's been the most kind of helpful strategies that you've employed to actually get it done? Because you have such an enormously full life regardless like you're not someone who we were able to just go oh just carve out you know a few months of your time and plonk yourself in a room and write a book like you have done this in amongst everything else building your big incredible business so I would love to for you to share with the listeners how someone as busy as you has got this done probably my client really helped me with just saying just write down all the exercises. I'm able to think about all the different people and I'm a people person. You know, I love people's stories particularly, so I was yes. able to think about who they were and so that made it really easy uh-huh. um, in lots of ways. Um, and I guess I'm a bit of a sprinter uh, and I you like a That so, is 100% true. You are a sprinter and so you're just I, a get-it-done person, like you yeah, really are. My daughter's um, 
paint on a Saturday morning. Uh, they're both artists and they paint how they go to an art class. And so I really use that 10 to 12 on a Saturday, like literally as they walked down the, out the door, I sat down and then didn't get up until they walked back in. Um, and that I, I think some people like to, so this is the first time I've really written anything, but yeah. some people like to do something every day, but that kind of knowing I had that two-hour block mm-hmm. uh, really helped me it worked for me yeah um, but I was able to uh, focus and and have two hours together rather than smaller blocks yeah. so as a new writer uh, I guess that's those are the couple of things that occur to me yeah and your output's really high too Sharon like often you know we'll talk about something in a in a session together and then before the end of the day you've 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 actioned it you've done it and and I'm not talking about just sending an email, I'm like, you know, rewriting your LinkedIn profile or, you know, writing three articles to submit to the media or whatever. Like you just, you just get it done. And um, I, I really admire that about you because I can uh, <laughs> I can drag things out like the best of them. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably just the only way that you've been able to do it, right, just in amongst everything else in your life. Know that there's that set time each week to get it done. Yeah, as I say, that sort of worked for me in terms of writing the book. So, and having the story bank as well, like all of those stories from that, because that's what makes a book interesting and colourful. People resonate with those stories and see themselves in in those stories as well. Oh, I cannot wait. So that's going to, we will, I will obviously, you know, we'll get you back on next year when uh, when the book is being published, but it's been really, really exciting to be a part of it all. So before we wrap up, I always ask my guests to leave listeners with a recommendation, something they've read, watched, listened to, eaten, experienced, something that's going to boost the listeners' uh business or life so what is your recommendation look mine uh is a book uh and it's i think it's compulsory reading um and it's stolen focus by johan hari okay yep have read that and have Mm -hmm. that on there as a as at the moment you know so we are living in complex times Mm -hmm. um and i think we do need that capacity to sort of pay attention to focus to be creative um, our attention is being stolen from us and and he, you know Johan Hari does an amazing job in just yeah. summarizing the, that crisis we're in yeah. um, but you know the first step is always awareness I think reading that you become aware of you know, where your attention's at you know yeah. you in charge of your mind or is your mind in charge of you mm. um, so as I say I just think it's compulsory reading at yeah uh, did you did you read it or did you listen to it on audible I read it you and read it. it okay and read a it. big highlighter of books yeah. and in fact one of my daughters was what are you doing today? yes my Mama, kids freak <laughs> out too when I write in books and they're like what are you doing that for it's like it's not a library book <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right it wasn't a library book but yeah, uh, yeah no highlighting it it was yeah as I say, it's amazing yeah, no, he's great. And look, speaking of storytelling, I think he is such an incredible storyteller. Like he, you know, I've heard him interviewed a few times and, and you know, he gets asked a question and then he just, it, it'll just be like, there'll be a key point, but he will illustrate it with the most memorable of stories. And it was actually a story that he shared that I was thinking about when I was talking about that loneliness epidemic. Yeah. That, I think but, also you know, when he's dealing with such sort of heavy material, oh it is gosh, heavy, but yes. some of those stories do help you to kind no. of, as you say, remember it and, yeah. and hold on to it. So yeah. it's, like, it's yeah. 
amazing. No, it's it's on my list, but I was curious to know if if I should listen to it or read it, but you have confirmed I'm going to buy a copy and actually read it. Sharon, thank you so much. You have been absolutely brilliant. I have loved talking to you. Can you just let everyone know how they can get more of you in their lives, especially with the book coming out next year? Well, I, uh, well, I have an Instagram at Sharon Darmody um, and I also have a website that I just launched this month. Looks um, fabulous. <laughs> and there's a quiz on that that you can take to see which part of the magic model you need to work on. And, and there's some blogs on that and some more information that I'll send you about the magic model if, if you're interested. So, but thanks, Michelle. I've actually been really looking forward to this. So thanks so much for talking to me this afternoon. I really appreciate it. You have been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon. Speak soon.